from the NLRPD to KTHV to behind the microphone. It's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Hey, welcome back to Guatney Unplugged. I'm your host, Scott Romine. I want to talk about one of our sponsors. You know, maybe you're going to do like a commercial construction project, something to that effect. The thing you're going to have to have is fire protection, and you got to be up to all the fire codes that happen to be in your county. And, and they all are different, it seems like. Reliable fire protection up by Guatney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. They can do all of that. They know all those codes. They know how to design this stuff. They've done the work. All of their designers have obtained a nationally recognized certification. So they're going to design, build, and install the right system. They're available for call-out 24 hours a day in the event of a problem or a fire. And they also specialize in clean agent systems. Go see my friends at Reliable Fire Protection. It's in North Little Rock. It's next to Sam's and Guatney Buick GMC. Their number is 945-2900-RFPAR.com. Hey, excited about our next guest. We have Wayne Pattonaud. He is, he's got the coolest gig in the world. He's a P-51 Mustang pilot, which I got to say has got to be the most iconic fighter plane of all time. How are you, Wayne? Good. How are you? How do you get such a great gig? <laughs> that's, that's my luck. A lot of hard work, too, but uh, just knowing the right people and uh, having them trust you with their machines, so... I mean, it, uh, it, was, it was a long road, but we got there. You know, I'd, I'd have to say that you're, you're probably inspired. You were in the Air Force, and you worked on F-16s, right? Yes, sir, I did. Let's go back before that. As a kid, where's your interest in airplanes start? Uh, well, when I was little, just like most of us, uh, our fathers took us to air shows. Um, so I was about eight years old, but that's started taking me to the air show in Topeka, Kansas. And uh, his favorite airplane was the Mustang, and favorite bomber was the B-17. So, you know, I naturally fell in love with them and pretty much decided then that I was either going to be working on them or flying them one day. Isn't that amazing how we're influenced in that way? My father's favorite plane is a P-51 Mustang. I mean, and, there's, there's nothing prettier. Oh, there's really. nothing. You know, to me, it's always like, and I know I have to say it, but it's kind of like the muscle car of the sky. Right. It's, it's almost like a flying 69 Dodge Charger or something. I don't know. It's, right. it's just cool. Um, so when did you first learn how to fly a plane? Uh, I actually learned after I got out of the Air Force. I got my pilot's license back in, I think it was 2005. Um, I'd actually gone on the road with the Collins Foundation and took care of their bombers on the road. And that really, I mean, I always wanted to fly, but that really sparked it. So, you know, my first tailwheel time was a B-17 Flying Fortress. Um, <laughs> You're so, kidding me, right? I mean, who, who does no, this? That was, well, that was just, unfortunately, that was just the airplanes that I was around. You know, I mean, I lived with them for seven days a week, ten and a half months a year. So, I mean, we traveled everywhere. So that was just the initial, my initial flying. And then when I went home on break, you know, and I decided... I get my private pilot's license, and I ended up getting my uh, instrument and then my commercial. And then uh, because of the foundation, I took my uh, multi-engine check ride in the B-25. I got my type rating out of it. And that's how I met Mark Hanley, who's Mustang. You saw me flying there at the Little Rock Air Show. Um, and actually, Mark Hanley, they're the one, him, him and the Aero Show boys taught me how to fly a T-6, taught me how to uh, fly formation and everything, but... My Mustang time actually came from the Collins Foundation because they had a dual-control C model named Betty Jane. So I would actually get to do the move flights on it. 
So I would get to fly it then with the with the instructor or the pilot that they had out at the time. Now, what's the value of a P-51 Mustang these days? They are going way up defense. I mean, you know, some people have them as nice machines and other people have them restored as just as they rolled out of the factory. So nowadays, getting one like it just rolled out of the factory, you're, you're pushing $3 million easy. I think Tom Cruise has one. Yes, he sure does. And flies yep. it. <laughs> he sure does. Now, when when you fly this thing, obviously, you know, you, you sound like it's not your airplane. Are there investors that just say, hey, I want to own a Mustang, but they don't care anything about being the pilot? There's a lot of people like that, yes. Um, like, the airplane that I flew at the air show belongs to Mark Henley. He flies it a lot. It's just with him flying the air show aerobatic team, he could be in two places at one time. That's a hard so, problem to have, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I can't fly my P-51 because, I, you know, I got to go do this other thing. I mean, come on. Well, I got I got a couple guys that I fly their Mustangs for if they need to pull them someplace, uh, air shows or what have you. Um, but like I said, that just that just comes with uh, a lot of, lot of time wrenching on the airplane and being with the owners, and the owners are basically earning the owner's trust. Uh, well, you say you fly a C model. What sets it apart from the A and the B and the other ones? Well, a B and the C model are identical airplanes. The B model Mustang was built in California. The C model was built in Texas. But the early models are Razorbacks, is what they call them. Really? Uh, unlike, I didn't know yeah, unlike, that. yeah, unlike the, the, the D model's got the bubble canopy, which that's one really everybody's familiar with and everybody loves. But uh, the C model, that, that, that's a pretty cool airplane. It's, it's different. Now, do you have a two-seater? Someone could actually fly with you? There, Yeah, there are numerous Mustangs that have just a rear seat in the back so you can go for a ride. And then there's also a lot of, they're called TF Mustangs, which are completely dual-control airplanes. So the same controls are in the front or in the back. So you actually get to fly the airplane. What would someone do if they wanted to take a ride with you in one of these Mustangs? Uh, well, you just have to hope that I have one. Oh, <laughs> is that right? I, yeah, because I, I mean, I don't own one. Like I said, I just I got a lot of owners that let me fly their airplanes, and that's usually when I, I'll give rides. They'll have me give rides for them. But, you know, there's places like Stallion 51 down in Florida. Okay. That's all they do. I mean, you base it's about $3,200 an hour, and there's a, the TF version, which is a full dual control, so you can actually go down there, spend an hour, and fly the airplane. Oh, wow. Instead of just being a rider, you know, like I was speaking earlier, the Collins Foundation I used to work for, they actually travel with theirs. There's someplace different every three days. Um, I mean, they go East Coast, West Coast. They usually do about 115 cities a year. And same price, about $3,200 for an hour. And you could go up uh, with a certified flight instructor, and it goes in your logbook. Even if you're not, that'll be your first logbook entry as a, getting your rating as a, a P-51. How awesome would that be? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Hey, I gotta ask you: Are the guns still in the plane? Would they work? And no, uh, they got the ATF kind of frowns on you carrying live weapons in your airplane. Well, so good grief! Everybody so has replicas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. I got you. So they're, they're still there. They just don't work. Uh well, like the Mustang I had, there's no guns in there. You can have. They do now put guns in there, but they're non-functional. And there's also uh, a place where you can just get, basically, they're just dummy barrels. The way they're installed in the airplane is kind of like original, but it's just the end of the barrels to make it look like there's guns there. Wayne, I saw something cool. Last summer, I went on vacation for a week to Cozumel. 
and here's two P-51 Mustangs flying. I go, what the heck? They got an air show? And, they, and the guy that lives there, he goes, no. That's what we patrol Cozumel with. We've got 23 of them, fully operational P-51 Mustangs. They patrol the island. Wow. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, hey. I, you know, hey, they still work. They still do their thing, I guess. Well, it's just like you said, just like old muscle cars, you know, that's what these airplanes are, you know, it's just uh, people love them and people lovingly restore them because they're a big part of history. Um, so that's why, that's why they're still around. And actually, we can thank the third world countries like that because, you know, when America was getting rid of them, they sold them to third world countries and they were their frontline fighter until 1985. Yeah. So that's, that's kept a lot of them around. And they're still flying in Cozumel today. That's, that's pretty awesome. Hey, with all your experience flying P-51 Mustang, does it totally live up to what you expected it to be? Oh, yes, and more. <laughs> I mean, it, it, how does it compare to some of the other things you've flown? Well, right now, the Mustang is the only fighter that I fly. I mean, I haven't had a chance to fly a P-40 or a Corsair or anything like that, so I don't have much to judge it against. But everything you read about a p51 is true i mean it's just it's one smooth flying machine it's it's very very forgiving it's fast obviously um like i said the big thing is with mustang is you got to respect the power because on takeoff or on a go around which i know people have seen videos there's a famous one uh on the internet where a guy was a black one he was landing and bounced it and cobbed in the power and it torque rolled on him and there's just never enough rudder or brake to recover from that now, it so, did not start out with that powerful engine, correct? Uh, it did not. It actually started out with the Allison. Um, what happened was is they, uh, when, when the English actually came to America wanting North American to license build the P-40, they said, no, we'll build you our own airplane. So that's how the Mustang came about, and they put the Allison in it. Well, they started giving them to the RAF, and they were finding out that their, their high-altitude performance was not that good. So the RAF is actually the ones who put the Merlin in the Mustang, and then North Americans started doing it. Right. I'm surprised a bunch of Texans down there at the factory didn't think of this first. <laughs> right. <laughs> big right. big well, Ch- Chevrolet big block or something, you know. Yeah, well, all we had at the time was Allison's. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't until the RAF put the Merlin in it that it woke up, and basically what they did is kind of re-engineered the Merlin, because if you take a Merlin... An original Merlin engine, it's a hand-built engine. You cannot take a part off of one and install it on another. Ah, so it's not, that not did, like that assembly line. Okay. Yeah, that didn't work for us because of the, the being mass-produced. We needed stuff that was mass-produced, so they kind of re-engineered the engine a little bit so that they can mix and match parts, and then there were licenses built by Packard. I got you. Well, we ran out of time, but Wayne Patton, so nice to talk to you. So cool what you're doing, and thank you so much for performing for all the fans at the little rock air show here about a week ago well i thank you for having me we hope to have you back thanks so much wayne scott Romer from guatney unplugged we'll be right back all right thanks sir